welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Today I talk with TJ Harley of Harley Creative in Atlanta. We talk about how he got his start in sports branding, going out on his own, collaborating with several of sports branding's heavy hitters on the NCAA championship logos, and more, all right after this. I want to thank our friends over at Jack Prince for sponsoring this episode. Whatever you need printed, they can do it. From business cards to banners to t-shirts and even socks. Whatever you need, Jack Prince can print it. Right now, Jack Prince is offering these great deals. Business cards as low as $33. Custom banners starting at $23. 25% off all over printed shirts and socks. Jack Prince makes great, affordable stuff for designers like you and I. They focus on quality and customer service and have been loyal Creative South sponsors for years. Why not pick them next time you need stickers, banners, or pocket notebooks printed? Plus, Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 25% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code CREATESOUTH17 at checkout. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. We all secretly, and some of us openly, know that we have a deep love for stickers. Whenever we go to Creative South, we come home with a massive sticker haul and we feel like kids again. But why do we have to wait another year for this feeling? Luckily, Slaptastic can give you that feeling each and every month, direct to your mailboxes. Each month, you'll receive a pack of six limited edition themed stickers that you can enjoy and share with your friends and family. Head on over to www.slaptastic.com slash CS17 and sign up today with a special offer just for you. We've gone through and streamlined the Creative South Podcast Patreon page, cleaning out the excess and making it easier for you to support us. With options starting at just $1 per month, you can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South Podcast swag. Every dollar helps cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. When you become a Creative South patron, You'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else. Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts. So, please help support the podcast and become a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. DJ, thanks for joining me tonight. Hey Jason, how are you man? I am doing well. So so let, let's kick it off. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a few places. I grew up in, uh, I was born in New York, uh, right outside New York City. I mm-hmm. uh, lived there for about uh, eight and a half years. Uh, my dad was in the tire business, so we moved to Akron, Ohio in, okay. uh, in the mid-80s and uh, lived there for about uh, another nine years. And then um, the company he was working for got bought out by Michelin in the mid-90s. So, we moved to Greenville, South Carolina uh, in 95. Uh, And then I graduated high school a year later and we ended up – Okay. So, you – Yeah. So, you moved like right at the end of high school. Yeah. Right before my senior year. So I can can sympathize. We we moved right after – we moved to Augusta, Georgia from central Kentucky. Right after the beginning of my uh, senior year. Yeah. They did it to me and my sister. So when my sister was, uh, I think, a junior or senior, they did the same thing to her a few years later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nice. they, were, they were great. Yeah, they, yeah my, par- my parents moved again when I was a freshman in college. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that would have been, yeah, too. So, uh, so I, I went to, I finished up high school in, in South Carolina, ended up going to Clemson. Okay. Uh, 
was on the the five and a half year plan there, and uh, uh, I majored in graphic communications. And uh, uh-huh. while I was there, I I I had an internship, and then I uh, I got a job at a local t shirt shop uh, in, in Clemson, who mm-hmm. also happened to be a, uh, a a licensee, a Clemson licensee. So uh, all the Clemson artwork we were creating had to be approved by this company called the collegiate licensing company in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I got ready to graduate, I was sending, uh, you know, job applications all over the place. And they were one of the people I sent an application to. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, I ended up working there, uh, right out of college. My first job, I moved to Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. was there for almost 11 years. And, uh, right after that, I, I sort of, we sort of parted ways and I started doing my own thing here in Atlanta. So, uh, it's been, uh, about four and a half years. So. Gotcha. So, so let's back up a little bit. When did, when did you first kind of know that, uh, design was something or art and design was something you were interested in? Uh, I, I was always kind of drawing, but uh, sort of doodling, but kind of drawing sports stuff. Uh, I was always drawing football helmets as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved football helmets, whether it was the the little mini helmets you get in the in the bubblegum machines at the grocery mm-hmm. store to um, uh, you know the big full size ones. Uh, my my parents bought me a couple of those when I was a kid, so I always loved football helmets. So I was always drawing them. Uh, so that was kind of my first sort of foray into art, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. As far as design goes, uh, I guess my first internship, I interned at a place called uh, Jackson Dawson in uh, in Greenville when I was going to Clemson. Sure. Uh, I think it's called Jackson Marketing now. But uh, mm-hmm. interning there, d- didn't get paid, you know, just so working for free. Uh, but I, I, I saw all these people doing cool stuff. I was like, wow, that's, that's cool. They're designing logos and making a career out of it. And I was like, oh, that's, that might be something I could do. So... Um, I didn't have a ton of projects when I was interning there. It was kind of like, hey, we need you to that, – that was back in the day when they were still uh, getting <laughs> things out, you know, outputting uh, sure. film and all that kind of stuff. So most of my jobs there were, you know, driving a, a zip disk or a floppy disk to a, another place that would output the film. And, uh, oh, the good old zip disk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old, what was it, 40, meg, 40 megabytes or something like that? It was like, yeah, oh something God, this, like that's, that. That's so much space. I'll never fill all, all that up. And and they cost like 50 bucks a pop, too. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, I have emails that are like over 40 megs now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like the, the, the little three meg ones, like, what what could you possibly fit on one of those now? You know? An like, email, with no, an email yeah. with no attachments. Yeah, like a text file. Yeah, it's crazy. I couldn't even imagine like working on some of the like the size files I work on now back then. You know, it's just it's just mind blowing. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's what I was doing. I was I was doing a lot of errands, uh, but you know, occasionally mm-hmm. they they give me a project to work on. But I did do a lot of kind of fooling around in, in Photoshop when I was there, just kind of killing time uh, sure. to my next delivery. Uh, sure. And so uh, so that was kind of my first. Uh, you know, seeing all these people doing cool stuff, I was like, oh, that's kind of something I could do. So that was kind of my first uh, exposure to it. And I was like, this is cool. So I, when I went back to school, that's when I started. Um, I was in a fraternity and I was 
during my free mm-hmm. time, I was like designing some t-shirts uh, in my internship. And so when I went back to school, I, I brought one of them to the t-shirt shop just to kind of make a t-shirt. I was going to you know sell them for 10 bucks and make some money. And they had a, they had a, a help wanted sign up uh, in Tiger Time Graphics where I ended up working. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, I could do this. So uh, they're like, yeah, we're looking for somebody. So I, I went in and, and worked when I didn't have to uh, go to class and uh, just really spent most of my day just just learning, you know, repetition and just learning Illustrator and Photoshop. And uh, uh, that's kind of how I started, you know. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a typical way people do it. I don't know, but that's <laughs> that's sort of the way I did it. <laughs> Just by just right. by self taught and you know just kind of learned on my own. That's kind of how I learn everything, you know. Right. So so while you're at Tiger Town, you, you know, obviously they're a screen printer, so you're doing a lot of stuff like that. You mentioned that they're a, a Clemson licensee, so they can you know use create sports graphics for Clemson mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Are you getting an opportunity to work on more sports based stuff while you're there, or? So it was it was kind of two parts like there was there was there was a part that was anybody who needed a t-shirt design whatever it was a family reunion or a fraternity or sorority or a a, sure a group like a a club at clemson or something there was that whole side of it and then the other side was they were a real retailer so they they were selling clemson merchandise in there so half of my job was and they were doing a lot of stuff for the uh, athletic department too t-shirts so half of it was doing sports you know Retail, in-store, and then athletic department stuff, and then half of it was just doing whatever anybody else came mm-hmm. up with. It. So I kind of uh, got a little taste of it there, and that and that's kind of when I I started, you know, seeing Joe Bozek stuff and Todd Radom stuff, and I was like, no, oh, this is this is kind of what I want to do. And so right at the end of uh, my my uh, time at school there, there was a there was a logo contest for the eighty uh, the ACC's fiftieth anniversary. Uh, sure. It was t- 2003, and I just okay. I just uh, uh, last week tweeted like the letter that I got because I, yeah, I, I was at my mo- I was at my mom's <laughs> house and she she saves everything and and she had it and I was like oh, this is cool I haven't seen this in years but she has all that she has newspaper articles I don't even I haven't seen those in years but uh, so they had this contest <laughs> and uh, it was it the the uh, postmark date was the the next day after I had, oh, wow. I, had, I had noticed it we still had to mail stuff in back in those days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was there there was still there was email but it was it was mostly mail still so uh i was like i'm gonna enter this contest so i kind of dropped everything i was doing i was still on the clock but i was i entered, i designed some stuff for this contest sent it in and then um a month later or something i they emailed me and said you know you won this contest i was like this is cool and uh <laughs> like i said that was right at the end of my um uh, my time at clemson so I think the the CLC people when I had applied had seen that and they're like, oh, we should hire this guy. He might be a good fit here. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how that whole ball got rolling, I guess. Gotcha. I kind of got, I kind of so, got lucky. <laughs> well, how did that process work of when you win the contest? Do you, I mean, do they take your logo as is, or do you have to go back? Uh, and- we, yeah, they, we we made some some edits to it. It was it was pretty. Pretty much what I had sent, and they we we made some tweaks to it, some color tweaks, and and some other stuff. But it was it wasn't too different from uh, from what I had originally sent in. But we went back and forth a little bit. But uh, yeah, not not too much different. Gotcha. 
so when you wrap up at Tiger Town and you, you've been interviewing with CLC, what what are you going doing? Do you, are you you know working on bigger clients right out of the gate, or are you you know kind of working your way up through the ranks? Yeah, so I was I was the only designer there at the time. Um, so oh, really, re- really that um, position when I started, it was just like a it was called. I think my title was Design and Creative Services Coordinator. Uh, I gotta is, love those titles. That oh yeah, coordinator. oh yeah. But I, but it was my first job. I was like, this is awesome. I don't care. Sure. It's like making no money. It was like, great. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so when I first started, it was a lot of retail signage. It was um, not a lot of web stuff at that at that time. There wasn't there wasn't social media back then at, at that point really. Um, but retail signage, like some direct mail types of things, and then you know, kind of managing all of the uh, all the style guides for all the schools. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget the first day that I was in there, uh, going through this folder, and it was all this vector art of all of all these schools. And I, I love vector <laughs> art, so it was seeing all these. So it's like you hit the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was all the schools, it was all the bowls, it was all the conferences, everything in vector. And I was just sitting. I probably spent two hours just going through the, just opening the files and clicking on them and go, oh, that's all, that's vector, you know, wow. and then <laughs> and disclosing them and just moving them around and scaling them real big. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not losing any quality. It's great. <laughs> like you don't know how vector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it anyway. I was, I was like a kid in a candy store, really. Sure. But, uh, so, so yeah, it was a lot of retail signage kind of things, and then. You know, I, I remember even when I was interviewing with them, I was like, you know, we have a, a real opportunity here. I, I asked them, I was like, do we, do you guys do any logo design? They're like, not really, which kind of seemed strange to me because they had, you know, they had the ear of a lot of licensing directors there, you know, and like kind of their their foot in the door of a lot of these schools. And I was like, well, why can't we do some of that? Because that's what I wanted to do. And so right. I, I think at the beginning, uh, we did a couple small projects and, um, it went well, and then we started to realize it was something we could uh, charge the clients extra for. Because the way CLC set up is they uh, the school charges a royalty to use their logo, and then CLC collects that money and takes a cut of it as as their right. fee. And so this was something they could charge extra for as a service. Mm-hmm. And so once they we we kind of realized that this was. Um, you know, an added value to what I was doing, it, it kind of, kind of snowballed from there. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 in that time, you know, how are you getting a feel for how sports branding should work? Because um, it is, it is a little different aesthetic than sure, just regular branding stuff there, there, there's a there's a look and feel that goes along with that absolutely um i mean one of the one of the one of the things that i noticed very uh very early on especially in the in the licensing uh field is that you know it, it's and and all, all across sports is the ability to take a logo and use it across all different types of mediums at different sizes and things like that so it's got a you know it's got to work on a lapel pin and it's got to work you know, in the middle of a football field, the right. same, the same logo. So it was kind of in the design, pro- you know, when you're going through, you kind of realize, you start realizing what's going to work and what isn't going to work, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, something can look great in the middle of a field, but then when you start scaling it down to an inch wide, 
say, right. well, maybe this doesn't work so well. And so, you know, you make adjustments, but the, the longer you keep doing it, you kind of avoid those issues on the front end, you know? Sure. So that, that was, for me, that was uh, a, a big learning experience. And uh, gotcha. something I learned very, very quickly uh, how to sort of adapt to. Gotcha. And you said you were there for 11 years? Uh, just about, yeah. A little, a little less than 11 years, but yeah, just about. How, how did things change in, in your time there? How did, they, how did you grow and how did the company grow? Uh, the, well, the company grew a lot. I mean, it went from sort of a, a large family-owned business to – uh, a, a, a huge corporation. I mean, it was it was purchased by IMG in 2007, I think. Okay, and, that's uh, my thought. Yeah, and then so, you know, the first couple of years after that, it's like okay, it's kind of business as usual, and then you know, eventually, you know, the the, the corporateness starts to <laughs> kind of creep in, you know, and it doesn't become such a family place anymore, and. uh you know, there there was just there was a number of reasons why I decided to not work there anymore. But I, it's you know, I, I kind of was sort of burnt out from it too. You know, I mean, I think anytime you do something for that long in the, in one place, you sort of get burnt out. You know, and doing sports sure. all the time, college sports all the time, it was the same situation uh, at Tiger Town Graphics. It's like, how many more, you know, Clemson designs can I do? How many more fraternity t-shirts? Right, right, right. Yeah, you just get to a point where it's like, I just want to do something else. Um, So that's kind of what I'm I'm doing now. And I still do some of that. You know, I still do sports and I love it. But I I think I'm better at it now because I don't do it as often, if that makes sense. You know, because you don't get so burnt out from it anymore. And I I really love, you know, if I get a call from Joe to help him on something, I I jump at the chance. And it kind of all just flows out of you at that point, you know. Well, well, let's talk about that for a second, because because you know, speaking of Joe, you, you you've had the opportunity to work with him on different things, and you've worked on a lot of projects that there's been collaborations with multiple designers on the yep. same piece. How does that process work? Uh, so you're probably referring to the NCAA work that we all did. It was me and Joe sure. Bozak, uh, Todd Radom, Fraser Davidson, Sky Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, all got together and worked on. Uh, the NCAA championship rebrand. Uh, we mm-hmm. started, I think it was 2014, maybe 2013 or 2014. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so uh, if I, I will say it's it's probably one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, c- career wise, working with those sure. guys, um, both professionally and personally. I mean, you know, all five of us are very very good friends now um, because of it, and that's that's been just great for me. Um, mm. but as far as the process goes, uh, we all, uh, got together and met. It was Joe, it was Joe's project. Um, and he kind of hired out the other, the other four of us. Uh, we all met in New York city, uh, one day and we kind of went over what the project entailed. And then, uh, from there, Joe sort of gave us uh, a first assignment where we all kind of, I think I think we all did uh, three or four different concepts. One of the other things we were charged with doing is uh, we were all uh, to create a their, our own typeface too, because the NCA wanted a, uh, a typeface, mm-hmm. a custom typeface. So I think we all we all submitted one or two uh, typefaces. And, and have you designed a typeface at that point? Uh, I, I did once, 
Um, I had I had done a, a project at, uh, for Georgia State when I was at CLC, and we okay. did a, a complete rebrand of uh, Georgia State's marks, and I did the, the typeface that they that they used. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the only typeface that I had done. So that was that was a bit of a challenge, and there were there were a number of things that were were challenging about this project that was another part of uh, the reason that this collaboration was so cool because you start to realize different people's strengths. You know, sure. some people were were good at the typeface, some weren't. Uh, some were, you know, Fraser was kicking ass at the the icons, and he ended up running with the icon part of it. And then uh, Sky and I were doing some of the event part of it. So we were all kind of doing toward the end, doing doing different different parts of of the project. Right. But uh, so we so we all submitted um our concepts. I think we had got twenty or so uh, concepts between the five of us. Um. And then Joe kind of took those and, and, and sort of whittled them down to 10 or something like that. And then um, one of the cool parts about this project was we weren't all working in a vacuum. So we would have meetings and we would all see what each other was doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joe would say, you know, why don't you guys pick something that you like and take it home with you for a couple of days and, you know, tweak it. And so I would, you know, I would see something that, that Fraser did or Joe did or Sky did. And I was like, wow, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to take this and kind of put a little, my spin on it. I think I can improve it a little bit. Sure. So we were all kind of tweaking and improving each other's ideas, which I don't think happens too often. In, no. <laughs> in group collaborations, it's usually, you know, and, and, and one of the other aspects of this, this project was, I think Joe set out to uh, find four other guys that really didn't have big egos. And I think that's what made this work to where we could, I mean, I'm sure there's designers out there that wouldn't want anybody to touch your stuff. You know, it's like, this is mine. Don't touch it. But this was very unique in that way. So, um, so I think Joe ended up, uh, uh, picking five or six that he liked and submitting them to the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Of course they had comments. And so I think we spent another couple of months, uh, tweaking those marks. And then we sort of, got them down to two or three and uh, you know, they ended up picking a direction that, um, that they liked. Uh, and so, that, so there were two parts to it. There was the championship, uh, what they, you know, the Olympic sport championship. I can't remember the, the name that they call it, mm-hmm. but and it's like the, the, the lesser known sports, wrestling, gymnastics, field hockey, that kind of thing. Sure. And then they had what they called the moniker sports, which is final four, frozen four college world series, those kind of things, which had, sort of different um, uh, event marks that would change year to year. Okay. Where the other ones would, would sort of stay the same. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't realize it was that expansive because I, I, I knew about the one aspect of it. I just didn't oh, yeah. know that there were so many other marks that were involved with yeah. going into there were 80, there were 89, 89 championships between the three divisions and all the sports. Holy crap. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Joe was still, you know, still – Updating them, I think, as recently as last year. I was about to say, and, and between all <laughs> between all the different versions, so there's 89 different championships, and then each version had, uh, excuse me, each logo had a version with the location, without the location, mm-hmm. you know, with the host school, without the host school. So I think he said there was literally thousands of logos that he was Oh yeah, cuz I'm sure there's one co- there's color. one color, two color, full color, just yeah. just an unbelievable amount of work. 
and I, I stayed away from that part. I'm like, I don't, I want no part. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife just, <laughs> my do. wife just worked on a project for a hospital system where she. I'm sure it's the same. The same. They were thing. like fifty. It yeah. ended up being like fifteen hundred marks, and they she had to get them done in like a week. Unreal. It was ridiculous. Unreal. I don't think she slept yeah. that whole week. It's it's and it's very easy to make mistakes when you're doing that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like because there's just you, you get into like this tunnel vision where you're just cut paste, cut paste, you know, and and it's very easy to make mistakes. I think right, you know, right. So, so when you're at CLC, kind of backing up a little bit, you're you're at CLC right before you leave. Are you before you go on your own? I'm assuming you've built up some freelance clients at that point to kind of have a stable landing place. You didn't just go screw it sure. all. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I did say screw it all. I'm out of here. But that, I but I did I did you have did some. It, uh, you did, at least did it professionally. <laughs> I di- I didn't I didn't take the Radio Shack. Did you see the Radio yes. Shack? Uh, I didn't take that route. That was that was amazing, by the way. If, if any of you haven't seen that, go, just go look it up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat what they said. It may not be uh, <laughs> appropriate for this podcast. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can look it up on your own. Uh, but um, yeah, so w- w- one of the things that really helped me was after IMG had purchased uh, CLC. This probably four years after that, all the senior staff left, mm-hmm. pretty much. And four of the guys went and formed their own company called Formata Partners. Okay. Um, and basically went on to be a competitor of CLC. Sure. And so they were one of my first clients after I had left. And they still are today. Gotcha. Uh, so that was that was a huge help for me. And they really believed in me and, you know, knew I did good work and was reliable. And so that that was a big uh, reason. One, one of the reasons why I left, knowing that they were going to be there for me. Um but the nice thing about the sports industry, like everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've been very fortunate. Because uh, especially working there, I mean, I worked with hundreds of people that are now somewhere else. But they remembered, you know, that I was a graphics guy. And anytime they need graphics, they're like, oh, let's call TJ. He did a good job for us 10 years ago. Sure. Which is sort of the best compliment you can really receive that somebody you haven't worked with in 10 years, you know, calls you. Right. Well, I think I that, think remember, that you know. You know, I mean, it has a little bit to do with your work, like the skill level sure. and all that. But I think it has more to do sure. with your soft skills than anything. Sure. So, sure. Uh, yeah. So in an industry where, you know, there's notoriously a lot of introverts who don't have the best soft skills. How, how did you work on kind of building yours up and building those relationships to be able to go out and find clients? I mean, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's a, it's a real learning experience for me. I mean, every day I'm, I'm trying to get better at it and, and learn. Um, I, I mean, I really try and be honest with people. I, I've, I found that that's, that's a very uh, good characteristic to have when, when trying to build relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a BSer, you know, um, I, I sort of try and tell people <laughs> the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because, when it comes down to it, I have their best interests in mind, and I'm not going to try and steer them away just because they want to. They want me to tell them something that I want to hear. Sure, that's not how I how I work. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, people respect that. <laughs> <laughs> they they see that nobody. I haven't really been fired yet by anybody. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll come on. Maybe I'll say the wrong thing one day. But I've, I've sort of toted that line. Pretty it'll, um, not to curse you. I'm sure it'll happen at one point in your life. Just yeah, by human yeah, nature. 
you'll find somebody who yeah. doesn't. Yeah. You make a joke and they it's, don't find it funny for some reason. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I know it's happened to me. I can't before. imagine what I could possibly say at this point because I've, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've said everything <laughs> that, I could, that I could possibly do. Sure. So, to offend somebody. So since you've been out on your own, you know, you, you've branched away from doing just, you know, sports branding and stuff like that. You know, right. how, how have you expanded things and, 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 and what are you kind of trying to morph into? Well, when I first started, I, I was like, I, I just want to do sports branding. Sure. Like, you know, go into schools and rebrand stuff. And then the, the more I got into it, I found the more sustainable route was doing exactly what I did at my old job, which is being the in-house guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I think I have eight or nine like retainer clients now, which I am, I'm basically the in-house design person for doing whatever they need. And sometimes that involves branding. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's literally uh, updating a PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. or something. But if they want to pay me every month to do that, I don't – whatever. I don't care. They're giving you money. You, know? you might as well do it. Exactly. Yeah. And they, some of them pay me <laughs> decent money to like – like I said, literally update a PowerPoint presentation. It's it's astonishing. But I digress. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm just – I'm one of those guys who want to, yeah, I can do that. And, I, and I've tried to sort of learn a lot of different skills. So I'm, I'm doing, you know, some web work now. I do video stuff every once in a while, but just trying to, I have a hard time saying no, I guess is what I'm trying, trying to say. Sure. You know, to, to if, if people ask me to do something, I'm like, I could probably do that. Or I could figure out how to do something or figure out how to do that or hire somebody that knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just trying to sort of be a, a chameleon in a sense that where I'm, it's not just branding. It's, it's trying to do full service, anything that anybody needs. Yeah. Full service for sure. Gotcha. So how did, you know, how did you get into, aside from, you know, somebody's giving you money and you don't want to say no, but, but how did you kind of get into doing the website of things and the video side of things? Cause and I guess more especially with video, cause that's, that's fairly specific. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do a ton of video work. What, what I, the kind of video work that I do is essentially, uh, is like doing like interview type stuff. Like I've done a couple videos for some organizations in town where it's it's like kind of testimonial things. Sure. It's essentially, a camera that's set up with some lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a buddy uh, who I collaborate with on on some stuff who's a former musician. So he does sound. So he brings in these really expensive microphones that make things sound good. Mm-hmm. And the two of us just kind of go in there and knock it out, you know? Gotcha. Um, the web stuff. I mean, it's just kind of something I learned just building my own website. I was like, I'm going to need a website and I'm going to have to figure out how to build it. And so I learned how to, you know, use WordPress. And I was like, and so once I did that, I was like, well, I could do this for other people too, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so I started doing that, and uh, now that's a decent part of my business too. Right. Um, well, and and, and the, you know, the better you get at it, the easier it gets. Sure. You know? Well, I was curious about that because I, you know, I don't do a ton of web work. I do a little bit here and there. I mean, I'm I'm in house, so I don't have a whole lot of opportunity to do it, sure. and I don't really freelance. Sure. Um, sure. Aside from a project here and there, so while I can do a little bit of web work, it's not something that's in my wheelhouse or my comfort zone. 
So, you know, right. building up that confidence to be able to do it is, I think, what I was getting at and curious. Yeah, and I guess you, get, you kind of take it day by day. I mean, the, like, the more you do it, like like I said, the more you do it, the, the better you get at sure. it. Sure. You know, so I, each each project is a learning experience. And each project kind of brings challenges that I hadn't anticipated or I hadn't been through before. And so you you, you figure out how to do it, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes the client isn't, doesn't know that you're going through those struggles and it doesn't really matter to them as long as you can get it done, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So. And, and, and you mentioned, you know, if you can't do it, you hire out. How, how is it, how do you work at managing other creatives? Cause that, that's, that's a, another specific skill set in its own. Yeah. Well, I, I did a little bit of it at CLC. I had uh, a guy working under me for, for a few years while I was there and then we had a, another intern that was there sort of at the end of my tenure there. So I had a little bit of experience managing it. It was, that was, that was one of the tougher uh, skill sets that I had to learn for sure. Mm -hmm. um, as any creative person, I, I think you like things done a certain way. Mm -hmm. Trying to get people to do them your way is, is a little tough <laughs> without offending them and going, that's, this is wrong. Just do it over. Sure. Um, I'm actually going to be, I was talking to our friend, Diane Gibbs the other day. Mm -hmm. She's she's helping me try and find somebody that may uh, come and help me part time on on some things. So it, that that's going to be another learning experience, it, just like the website. Sure, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna figure out how to do it. And I may not be great at it at first, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Gosh darn it, I'm gonna learn how to do it. <laughs> so so you've built your business up to a point now where you can't handle it all on your own. You're you're having overflow stuff. Well. Yeah, I mean, I'm at a point where I'm like teetering on that that line where it's like I could work a long time, you know, work late nights and get it done, or I could get somebody to help me with some of it. And I'm I, I've been teetering the line for a long time, and I think I'm at the point where I can because I'm starting to bring on some new clients uh, the last couple months, mm -hmm. and I think it's like fair to the clients to to do that. To be honest with you, so I'm not. Sure. You know, and so, I, you know, it's something I wanted to do from the beginning is to get somebody else to to work with me. Um, I'm sort of easing myself into it, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, not just going, I'm going to hire, because I don't want to hire somebody full time and then have them sit there for, you know, two or three days with nothing to do. Right. Well, then you're just wasting you know? money. And that's, and that's the balance that you have to find, right. you know, to hire somebody that has enough to do to pay them. Where you're not overworked, but at the same time, you want to hire him and go. I, I don't have any work for you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this one. So, <laughs> well, that, that, that doesn't end up well for the bottom line either. <laughs> no, no, it sure doesn't. So, 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 and I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I had a question to go with that. <laughs> um. You know, with that and grow. Oh, I know where I was going with that. With that and with growing the business and all, how are you? Because you've got a family, you've got you know wife and a right. little one, and um, correct me if I'm wrong. You and another, and another, one, another one on the way one coming in September. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how are you? How are you balancing your time? And uh, it's tough. I, I I've really made it a point to find a quitting time mm -hmm. at like six o'clock. My wife will go pick our son up and. I'll get home at five thirty ish, and sometimes I'm working until maybe six or later. But I, I really try and just stop 
And I mean, I know some people that work all night and work late nights and I've tried not to do that. Sure. Made an effort not to do that. I mean, I'm a pretty efficient worker. I mean, I I don't, when I'm working, I'm cranking stuff out. Right. So, um, the problem is with, that I found lately is when I'm trying to meet new people and kind of sign new clients, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time having meetings now. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. The week after Creative South was gonna was supposed to be my catch up week. Sure. Because I was I was at the final four in Phoenix and then I was home for a day and then went to Creative right. South. And so the next week was my catch up day and I spent three days going down. I, I went downtown three to- different times <laughs> in that next in that second week. So I really didn't have a chance to catch up on anything. And so this has been my catch up week. This week. <laughs> well, at least you and got so a catch up. It's like <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, but it's like. But then I had a whole nother week's worth of work to sure. do, you know, so it's trying to, uh, and that's why I, I got to the point where I'm like, maybe I should just get somebody to help me with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause it's not like a lot of the stuff I do isn't incredibly challenging, you know? Right. So it's, you know, I, I could, you know, bring somebody on to, to do some of the work. So but it's got to be done. Yeah. So well, yeah, because I mean, you've got all that production and stuff and and things sure. like that that go into it that you can, you know, be better suited to occupy. Sure. And a lot of it's very quick turnaround. It's you know a couple of days and it needs to be done. So now you, now you can pass those PowerPoint presentations off to somebody else. Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so so as as you grow the business and and you're bringing you know somebody on. What what are your goals and what what are you hoping to do? How are you hoping to expand things? I don't know. I'm it's, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants right now. <laughs> Everything's happening very quickly. Sure. And sometimes you don't don't always have time to like sit back and and you know plan out your goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's just happening so fast. So I'm just trying to keep up right now. But uh, I mean, if I got to the point where I could have somebody working for me full time, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but I, like I said, I'm going to sort of ease into it and, and sort of see how this, this goes here and, and kind of go from there. Um, I, I've been working with a lot of companies in town, like uh, College Football Hall of Fame. And the nice thing about that group, that they all work in the same building, the College Football Hall of Fame. And I do some work for uh, the Atlanta Sports Council, mm-hmm. who runs, you know, the playoff that's coming up, the Super Bowl. Sure. All that kind of stuff, and they all work in like the same building, so they all talk to each other. So that's how I kind of got hooked into with those people. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to meet with the Super Bowl guys tomorrow. So it's it just ha- it's just happened very quickly, and I'm just trying to <laughs> keep up and adapt to it. So I really don't have an answer for you to answer your question because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought that far through. Think, things are evolving so quickly that it's kind of hard. I'm to, trying to keep my head above water. I, I, yeah. yeah. When, when I do, when I do figure it out, I'll get back to you. Maybe we can do another episode. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> if you figure things out, right? <laughs> yeah. If I do, I may never do it. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have you back on before then, even if you don't. <laughs> yeah. An update show. Yeah. So update. TJ figured it out. <laughs> so so at this point, you you've worked on some really high profile stuff. What, what is kind of like a dream job for you that, you know, you would love to see happen aside from obviously like Super Bowl that you're going to meet with. And- yeah. That's a good question, man. Uh, I've, 
I thought about that, and I, and I, I mean, the final four was a big one for me. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just so thankful that Joe asked me to to help him. Like that was to me that was and getting to work with those guys was a, a dream come true for me. Sure, and I, I'm sure the other guys would probably say the same thing. Uh, you know, two two guys that I sort of idolized growing up design wise. And then Joe's like, Hey, come work with me and Todd Fraser. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. cool. Let's go. <laughs> um, so that was be, um, trying to think. I mean, I really don't know, man. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying the people that I'm working with. Um, I enjoy meeting new people. Sure. Uh, I really don't, I really don't have, honestly, I really don't have like a, a dream project right now. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds weird because everybody has a dream project. Gotcha. So what are some of the challenges? Cause you work from home, right? Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a a coffee shop around the corner that I usually work at um, like in the mornings and I'll come home and and work in the afternoon here. Yeah. But yes, but yes, yes, I, I do, I do. Right. How do you keep yourself from being distracted with that? Because that's my biggest challenge, especially, I mean, that's, you've got a little kid. I realize you know, he's in yeah. daycare and stuff oh, that, like that's that. That's tough. But. That's tough. See, I mean, this, this right here, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. This <laughs> is sitting right next. This, I'm holding up a guitar. I know the visual doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> Very nice guitar, but, too. Thank you. Uh, so that sits right next to me, and I'll be sitting here. I'm like, I'm going to play the guitar for now. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. To, to stop from getting distracted. But um, I think the way they work is very, I'm like, like I said before, it's just kind of like tunnel vision. And I was working on a, a project a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. And I, and I, I started at like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and I literally, the next time I looked up at the clock, it was like four thirty. <laughs> I didn't even like, I didn't eat. I didn't eat lunch. I didn't take a break. And <laughs> it was like, what the, what happened to the day? I'm impressed um, that you could go that long without going to the bathroom. It does, um, it, 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 <laughs> I might have gone to the bathroom once. once. <laughs> I drank a lot of coffee that day, so I probably went to the bathroom a few times. Um, it doesn't always happen like that, but it's 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 tough, you know. But I I think that getting out of that is important too. Mm-hmm. I, I love going like having lunch with people, and, you know, spending an hour just kind of decompressing and. Not being in a vacuum by yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, The weird thing, though, about working for yourself, like you think, you would think that being self-employed, like you'd have all this free time and like you could do whatever you want, which technically you do, but you really don't have time to to stop and like take a vacation, really. Sure. Especially somebody like me, because there's nobody here to do the work. Right. It doesn't stop. Whereas, you know, if you're working at a company or an agency, there's a team of people that can kind of pick up the slack for you when you're gone. Mm-hmm. So that's tough for me. But I, but I don't really like I, – I enjoy what I'm doing, so it's not really like work right? for the most part. So like if I'm on vacation with my family, I'll wake up in the morning and do some work like while they're sleeping. It's not a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, do you think that's sustainable or – uh, it's been going okay so far. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, we'll see what happens when the second kid comes. Yeah. 
Maybe yeah. that'll be part of the update the and, podcast too. I'll, yeah. I'll figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> and we'll, we'll figure out what I'm doing with this other kid too. Well, at a certain point, the sleep deprivation is going to kick your butt. I'm sure. Oh, you, yeah. I'm sure uh, you remember the uh, first uh, round of that. <laughs> I do, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm enjoy- <laughs> That's why I'm enjoying every hour of, of sleep now. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, because <laughs> because like in a few months, it's just not going to be happening anymore. Well, yeah, I imagine you just got uh, Leo to a point where he's not uh, interrupting your sleep all the time, and no, now you're no, about to start it not. over again. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, so shifting kind of a follow up with you holding up the guitar. Do you do you kind of find that that's use that as if you're stuck on something, you'll take a break and noodle yeah. around on the guitar, and and that totally. kind of helps you clear yeah. your head and focus. Absolutely. Yeah, I love. I'll just plug in for an hour or so and just go go into outer space <laughs> for a while. Is it a matter of just turning your brain off that helps it kind of work in the background to figure out solutions? Or yeah, is it- yeah, sort of. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's like turning your brain off. I think it's like switching a channel. Sure. Well, that, that yeah, that would be a better you know, analogy. You know, because like you're still, you're still focusing on something, but it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if it like makes me be more creative. It's just like it helps me not think about it. Right. It, it, like you said, it switches that channel so your brain is working on creative problems in another fashion yeah. and probably in the background has time to uh, sure work out the sticking points you were getting to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I, it's, it's a great uh, stressful reliever for me, for sure. Sure. So are you exclusively playing fish covers when you... Uh... Most of them, yeah. <laughs> it's not even covers, it's just... I have so I just plug into like GarageBand and I have like all I probably have like fifty like tracks that I just, just play for like twenty minutes <laughs> at a time, awesome. and then I, and I get to a point where I'm like I'm, not, I'm not, this isn't even sounding good anymore. Luckily nobody's around to hear it. <laughs> it's just me. So so when you get to- I'll see the neighbor, one of the neighbors walking by the window, and it's probably so loud that they're like, "What is going on?" In there? <laughs> so you get and to a then, point where you can't string any chords together anymore and your brain shuts yeah. off. Yeah, and then, and then I literally stop playing and hit quit. And I just put it down. And I'm like, this is, this is going nowhere. I'm going to turn this off. <laughs> and I'm like, should I join a band or not? And maybe not because I'm going to be doing the same thing and they're all going to be like, we can't play with this guy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> well, he's, he's just noodling. Well, generally you're not playing for 20 minutes straight in a band. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, that that would be a... Big adjustment for me. Playing a band. <laughs> I can I can play three chords that don't go together, so I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I took guitar lessons for like a year. And I'm, oh yeah, I'm horrible at it. I've got. I mean, I've gotten a lot better. It's. It's like I said before. I've, I've everything I sort of do is being self-taught. Whether it's doing design, guitar is another one of those things. And I've started notice, noticing myself getting better at it, mm-hmm. and like starting to learn kind of where everything is on the neck and being able to play it in different positions. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at now where I'm like, Oh, this is the same chord as up here, but it's in a different spot and I'm doing the same pattern, but it's a little bit different. I don't, oh. <laughs> I don't want to bore the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear, I can hear pe- people clicking the, uh, quick button, <laughs> the uh, exit well, button. Up there since we are browsers, getting close to, to our speak. time, 
you know, what what's something exciting that you can talk about that you've got uh, coming down the pike? Well, I, I would say the the Super Bowl thing is kind of cool. I'm I'm actually meeting with them to 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 sort of finalize that tomorrow. But I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be, we'll have we'll have signed something. But I'll be doing like all the kind of in-house work for the, the host committee, not the NFL or the Super Bowl. This is sure. more of the host committee side of things in Atlanta because it's in Atlanta in 2019. So the, the, and, and the stuff that goes into the tourism pushes. And yeah, that like sort that. of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm working with the, the host committee for the, the, the uh, college playoff right now. Okay. Uh, we're, so we're doing like a, a monthly uh, online newsletter that goes out. It's got some like animation and stuff and it's kind of cool. And then, um, some social media stuff. And then, uh, so I'll be doing the same thing with the Super Bowl host committee, but like I'm, I'm working on the, the host committee logo. Uh, we'll be doing the website for them and stuff like that. So it's, that's kind of a cool gig. So that's, that's sort of big thing I got coming now. And then, um, hopefully the, the NCAA will be retaining Joe's services for, <laughs> for another round, the, the, the 2019 final four or, sort of in limbo there but hopefully that'll 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 happen because that's that that's been a fun one to do sure yeah. and and then like you said you've got a kid coming up in uh september that, so. oh yeah oh yeah that too that, that's that's <laughs> that's a bit that's a big thing to prepare for my other child yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That one. laughs> cool so where can people find you online uh my website is uh harley-creative.com I think harleycreative.com is like a, a writer of some mm-hmm. kind, so don't, don't go there. Uh, my uh, company Twitter is harley underscore creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal is tj underscore harley. And then uh, harley creative on Instagram, I think. Facebook, that kind of stuff. Facebook is basically just my Twitter feed. <laughs> I've noticed uh, that. <laughs> yeah. And then dribble all that. Awesome. And we'll link to all that stuff in the show notes. Cool. 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 Well, TJ, thank you so much for taking the, uh, thank the you, man. Thank you so much for having me. me. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. This has been fun. And I will let you know when I figure, figure out my goals. <laughs> well, we will have you back and, on to uh, and, talk and about that all kid. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we end Thanks, every, man. I, yeah. So we end every podcast by saying, uh, go out and hug some necks and you've been to creative South. So it's just that way of saying, you know, Make friends. Don't be a stranger. Right. right Would you right, mind right. taking us out by saying that? Sure. Hey, everybody, go out and hug some decks. All right. Creative South 2018. All right. You've obviously been watching it. <laughs> it's awesome. You can find out more about TJ on Twitter at Harley underscore creative. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with them. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Creative SO Pod and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative South GA over at CreativeSouth.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit JackPrince.com and get 25% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code CreateSouth17 at checkout. For a limited time, new Skillshare customers can get their first three months for just 99 cents to get unlimited access to thousands of classes when you sign up at Skillshare.com using promo code CREATIVESOUTH. What are you waiting for? Start learning today. And 
Remember, if you like the show, help support us over at patreon.com slash creative south. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks. Hug some necks.